Hey, y'all, it's episode 51 of the Late Night Vision Show. I'm Hans. Thank you for coming back again this week. Hey, if you haven't already, go check us out on the social medias. You can find us on Facebook at the Late Night Vision Show. Same thing with Instagram and also on YouTube. We have almost have a 1,000 subscribers so far on YouTube. Thank you for everybody everybody that's subscribed and checking out the videos, but you can find us on all the socials, the Late Night Vision Show, but also please check out our new website, thelatenightvisionshow.com. You can go on, has the whole history and catalog of all of our shows. You can go check them out there, uh, and then you can even check out our, our fabulous co-host, the owner of OutdoorLegacyGear.com, Mr. Jason Robertson. How's it going? Man, fabulous. Uh, that's I'm, I'm fabulous now. <laughs> fabulous. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm doing great, great, Hans. And i uh, tell you what, uh, I don't think he mentioned it, but if you all want to find Hans, you can check him out on Instagram. Uh, and the most important place is YouTube, Hans ETX. You can find all of his uh, latest videos. He puts out about one a week, and there are all kinds of great hunting videos, review videos, so definitely go check those out. While you're there, uh, subscribe to Outdoor Legacy. Uh, you can search Outdoor Legacy Gear, and you'll find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and the most important place is OutdoorLegacyGear.com for all of your thermal and night vision, uh, scope optics, and you know accessories, any kind of, of night hunting accessories uh, or in optics, we've got it there. So check us out. If you ever want to give me a call and talk about a product before you purchase, feel free, 877-350-1818. And uh, we'll be glad to give you some advice and compare products and help you any way that we can. But... Hans, the most important thing. They don't care about us. They don't care about where to find <laughs> us, but they do care if they've been paying any attention, they've been listening. That's right. About the one year, episode 52, next week, the giveaway that we're doing on the Late Night Vision Show. Tell them what it is. That's right. Yeah. So, in celebration of our one year anniversary, our 52nd show uh, next week, we are giving away on the show. We're giving away a brand new Sightmark Wraith, one of the the hardest night vision scopes to get right now. It's new out on the market. They've been going like crazy. Everybody's been going crazy over them, and we are giving one away uh, as a, just a thank you for all the loyal listeners. This is not any way to try to bump up social media numbers or, nope. or followers. or anything. We're not telling you to go like and share and tag eight people to win this scope. <laughs> This is for the loyal listeners. We want to thank you. A lot of us email us all the time, and you can do so at the late night vision show at gmail.com. They call and leave voicemails for us. Uh, you can do that at 903-833-4461. Uh, but it's for all you uh, guys and girls out there that really are fans of the show and want, want to give away a scope. We're doing that on uh, next Thursday show. From, so a week from today, from this show, when you're hearing it right now, we're going to announce the winner of the site Mark Wraith. And uh, to do so, all you got to do is listen to the show and, and find out how. But uh, Yeah, and we need to, know. and Hans, I think it's, you know, we're going to do this on the fly right here, but we're going to have to cut that off because we're going to record the show a couple days before, uh, you know, the Thursday release. What day did we decide we're going to cut off the entries? Yeah, so I, I think that we decided we're going to cut off the entries on May 2nd. I think that's exactly what we said. Let me pull that up. So, May 2nd. No, no. May second is Thursday. <laughs> so that's the show. That's the show. No, that's when we're announcing. Yeah. Yeah. No. What? What day? We're going to cut it off on Monday. 
Uh, we're going to cut off on Tuesday. Tuesday. So we've got this well planned right, out. Hey, well, folks, well y'all out. know us. Come on. Tuesday. That is, <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, that's going to be uh, April 30th. April 30th. And I'm going to say uh, April 30th at, I don't know, let's say, you know, around noon, one o'clock. I mean, it's not going to be an exact time right there, but by that afternoon, uh, we're going to be getting ready to, to record the podcast that night. And so we're going to need to do our drawing that, that evening. So Tuesday, April 30th. 2019. And and one thing we want to mention is if you're listening to this and it is after April 30th, uh, 2019, the giveaway is over. Sorry about that. And so if you want to enter the giveaway, go to thelatenightvisionshow.com. You will clearly see it, whether you're on mobile, tablet, or desktop. There is a big blue button up at the top says enter the one-year giveaway. Click there. uh, Just enter your info and answer a couple quick, easy questions. We're just trying to get some info um, on you. Nothing, nothing, you know, private or anything like that. Just how you found out about the well, show and whatever. And enter, and we will definitely get you uh, your name in the hat. Well, I tell you, we we do have a lot of entries so far, but you still have a great chance of winning a scope. So go ahead and enter to win because. Uh, I don't think you'll have, you will definitely not have better odds in Las Vegas. No, let me, any money. <laughs> yeah, let me tell y'all something. We, we do, we, we've got, we've got a lot of entries. We're really happy about it, but I can tell you this, your odds, the number of entries that we have, uh, your odds are way better than they are in any kind of, you know, right. raffle tickets that you buy at anything else, because right. we don't have like 10,000 <laughs> entries or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, you got great odds and, and we want to give it away to a listener. It's funny. I, I had some people that had, had sent some messages and things uh, on social media. Cause all we did last week was we put one single post out and said there was a Wraith giveaway. We didn't say how to do it. We didn't say what to do. We posted a link to the show and I had some messages, some people that were confused and people that said, you know, you're not telling us how to do it. And uh, Hans and I kind of laughed. It was like, listen to the podcast. <laughs> we told you in the podcast, if you, yeah, you know, is- if you don't listen, because we, we said in, in the first, you know, three minutes of the podcast, we're going to tell you at the end of the podcast how to do it. So right. that that told me, well, you haven't even listened to the first three minutes. So uh, we, we want people to, to we want people to listen. Yeah. We do. We we appreciate y'all listening. And hey, you know what? There's going to be some people that listen to the podcast for the first time. They're going to like it. They're going to come back. There's going to be others and say it's not for me, but I still want to win win a wraith, and that's fine. At least they yeah. they gave us a shot. That's all we can ask for. So. Yeah, this, as we said, this is not a way to bump up any social media numbers. Nope. It's to reward the listeners. So that's why we kind of uh, put that information in the podcast. We want people to listen. But thank you again for joining us again this week. We're going to be talking and doing a full review of the Pulsar Axion Key XM30. But before we get into that, before Jason gets into the specs, I've got a really funny story I want to tell oh, about man. last weekend. So I took a... Uh, He's become a good friend of mine. He's a he's a doctor uh, in a town, a big town near where I live, and uh, just contacted me and said, "Hey, I'm really into this. I'd like to go hunting." And uh, we've gone out a couple times. The first time we went out, we were not successful. It was just a bad night. Didn't see anything. So uh, him and I, he came back uh, into town, and we went out again last Friday night. And we took another buddy of mine along, and we were out for, gosh three or four hours again, didn't see nothing. The, the, they've been coming out pretty late in the last week. And 
So we're driving down the road, and you don't even know this story. Uh, I know. So we're driving down. <laughs> we're driving down the road, going to the next spot. And like I said, we've hunted for three or four hours, seen zero hogs, and we pull up on the on a farm to market road, which in our town is a pretty big road farm to market's yeah, a pretty that's a big it's like a highway in the city you know yeah. so uh there is a car that's not even pulled off the the road completely it's almost like halfway on the road halfway off and lights are blinking a couple guys are standing outside the car we pull up next to them and uh we said hey everything all right and a couple young guys are like man we we were driving down the road we just hit a hog and it totaled the front end oh, of my car no. and I mean, the car's steam's coming up everywhere. The front end just completely crunched in. (laughs) And my buddy, um, the the doctor, he uh, very excited about hog hunting. Wants to shoot a hog. Has never shot a hog with a thermal scope, and he he's already hooked on it, and he's just barely scratched the surface of it. Well, again, we hadn't seen anything all night. The first time we went out, he didn't see anything. We pull up to that wreck, and of course, we make sure they're all right. And yeah, we're fine. We're fine. The first thing my buddy says to him, leans out the window and said, did you see which way that hog went? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I about died and rolled out of the truck when he said uh, that. He, he wanted to know which way that, that injured hog went because I think he wanted to go finish it off with that thermal great. scope. <laughs> hey. But we laughed, we laughed about that. He goes, did you see which way that hog I, went? I'm going to tell you something. He's hooked. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we just got we chuckled and mm. got so tickled by that. Mm, uh, but we ended up right after that we went uh, went to another property and we ended up shooting two hogs and and the, uh, the night ended very well. So good. had a had a good time and it's always fun to go share those experience with somebody brand new that's just now getting into the sport and he's he's pumped up. He's going to buy his very first thermal scope. He's buying a Trail uh, Pulsar Trail XP50. Uh, from Outdoor Legacy Gear, and and he cannot wait, and uh, I'm excited for. Yeah, him. I'm excited. That's that's awesome. That's a good story. I hadn't heard that. Which way did that hog <laughs> did go? You, did you see which way that hog went? <laughs> oh man, I think there, there may be a a t shirt in the making somewhere there. Yeah. I don't know, oh, man. I know, I know, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Hey, I tell you what, let's uh, let's jump in. We're going to talk about these axions and and get into the meat of this show. I, I, I want to I want to give a little bit of a preface because I know that week in and week out, you know, Hans and I are talking about all the latest new stuff that's coming, and mm-hmm. so if you're an every week listener, it probably seems redundant sometimes, and we explain a lot of the same things over and over. But we also understand there's a lot of people that are tuning in every week for the very first time. They've never listened to one right. of our shows, and a lot of guys find these reviews by searching on, you know, YouTube or podcast apps, right. looking for keywords. And so this week, uh, as Hans already alluded to, we're going to do a full review of the Pulsar Axion Key XM30. And for those that don't right. know, that is the the Axions are the brand new uh, handheld thermal line uh, by Pulsar. And they yep. announced them in SHOT Show uh, January 2019. Uh, it is April. We've got the first shipment in, uh, a few of each model. And so over the next few weeks, uh, we will be giving a review of each one of these models. We, we talked about doing all three of them side by side, and we might even bring them back and, and kind of do some comparison. It's going to be hard to, to not compare them at all in these reviews, but each one of them stands on their own. The, each one right. is different. 
and it's going to be, I mean, they're, they're similar, but they're different and there's going to be a different, you know, uh, hunter that's going to want uh, different models. Right. So we want to, we wanted to give each one of them some airtime and talk about them. So, uh, that's what they are, and th- I'm gonna hold one up here. If you're watching YouTube, I think Hans may oh, have yeah, I've one already, too. I've been doing. Right. Oh yeah, I've been playing Vanna White over oh, here. Oh Vanna White, there you go. Well, I'm Pat Sajak for a minute then. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, you know, there you go. It is a super small handheld unit. If you're not watching the video and you haven't seen one of these, they are basically the same size as a rangefinder. That's just essentially mm-hmm. the size right. that they are. They fit right in the palm of your hand and they are a th- that is the smallest lightest weight thermal monocular of its kind. The only thing that is any smaller uh and is really only a, a 1 ounce I think less is the uh FLIR uh, breech PTQ 136. That's a little uh is it 136 or 138? 136. I think I just said that and it made me question. Sounds like a, <laughs> the, the, the little small breach. That unit is about. That's a 136. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's about seven and a half ounces and it fits in the palm of your hand. It has no magnification. It's really made for, for mostly helmet mounting, uh, you know, because of the, the 1X, no, no magnification. So right. these units are an amazing little size, and, and we're going to talk about this more, but I want to go over the features of specifically mm-hmm. the key. There are three models. This naming is one of these things I'm going to tell you if I have a complaint about it. Uh, the, the name has to be the biggest complaint. It is the Axion key XM 30. There is never understood the key, the the key key, part of it. Key is the key part. (laughs) There is also an Axion XM 30. It's just not a key. My personal opinion was it should have been the lock. So I don't know if this is the key. I did. I told I told the guys at Pulsar that I said if you got a key, one of them's got to be a lock or something. I, I don't understand, but anyway. Well, it's it's different magnifications than anything. So or you, you figured they'd give it a different number. You'd give it, you know. Give, yes, yes, something yeah. different. It is mass confusion. So yeah. uh, this is the key, and then right. there's the Axion XM30 and the Axion mm-hmm. XM38. This particular unit that we're talking about today. It has a retail price of eighteen hundred and ninety nine dollars. That is U.S. dollars, eighteen hundred and ninety nine dollars. And I'm going to run down the specs real quick, and then we'll just kind of jump into to what we think about it. We've been using them both of us for over a week, so here we go. It is uh, featuring the brand new Pulsar Thermal Core. 320 by 240 resolution at 12 microns. Uh, that is a Euless core. Those are the thermal cores that Pulsar uses. So 320 by 240, 12 micron. It is the very first 12 micron uh, core ever used by Pulsar. It has a base optical magnification of 2.5 power. Uh, so 2.5x is where the magnification starts. It does have a four times digital zoom. And that will take you up to 10 power. And then we're going down here. It has a, this is the specs. I'm reading these off of Pulsar's website. They say that it has a detection range, which their detection range is a human-sized target standing up of 1,312 yards. Would not ID, but that you would detect something there at 1,300 yards, human-sized target standing up. 
It is a 50 hertz refresh rate, um, and it has a 45-foot field of view at 110 yards. It has an LCOS. That is a liquid crystal over silicone. That is a type of like, you know, there's LCD. That is a liquid crystal display. The LCOS is a step above that. Uh, and it is a 960 by 720 resolution on the display itself. And it now one thing, and people have been asking this, do the liquid crystal displays, the LCOS, is that as good as an OLED, an OLED display in cold weather? And the answer is no. So this display in this whole unit is only rated for down to 14 degrees. After that, you can have some problems with the display working. It's not going to damage it, mm -hmm. but it might just right. not work well. And so if you're like, you know, most of the South and mm -hmm. the West and, you know, then you're probably not going to have a real big issue with that. But I know there's some places that the guys up north are, are getting really cold weather. And you're probably going to want to go with a unit that has an AMOLED in it and not an LCOS. Mm -hmm. And then it's also an IPX7 rating. That is uh, what all the, the Pulsars have been for the last couple of years. That means that it is waterproof, submersible to three foot for 30 minutes. And it has a removable, rechargeable battery pack. It slides right into the back of the unit. It is about the size of your thumb, and it just slides right in and uh, locks right in, comes out real easy, just the, the press of right. a button, and it slides right out the back. Those batteries are available, and I actually have these batteries in stock, and I do not know the price on them. Uh, that's that they've sent them to me. I've paid for them, but I don't know what the, the price is. I believe they're, I hope this is right. I believe they're $99 retail. They're going to be somewhere within five, 10 bucks of that one way or the other. We, they have not mm -hmm. given us the price. I was actually on the phone with Pulsar today and I asked that question and their answer was, we're not sure. <laughs> So uh, th they have a price list somewhere. I hadn't got it. And right. I didn't, you know, I didn't make them go look it up. So it's close enough. Around a hundred bucks for those rechargeable batteries, and we'll get into more about the battery life and all that. So I've talked straight nonstop for about ten minutes. Yeah. Hans, jump in. You've been using this thing. Tell us good, bad, and different. What do you first thing? What do you like about the unit? How about that? You know, obviously, the first thing that's glaring is the size of the the unit itself. It, taking it out so easy to uh, uh, to manage with I, just slipping it into my pocket. You know, and that's the best thing about it. I think is the size. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, I, I, the, I'm concerned I might lose it. It's so dang small. Yes. Yeah. I think I might need to tie it around on a rope and tie it to my my waist or something. Um, but, you know, Pulsar, known for, I think, uh, producing a good quality units. Uh, they put them out in production time after time, year after year. And I think that they made something that is very easy to manage and easy to work through. It's not very difficult to, to set up and take right out of the box and, you know, put right in the field and to be able to work right away. Right. Um, you know, this the the whole name thing is is a little bit of some confusion out there. There's a lot of people talking um, about XM30s, but they're confused on which one they're talking about and the prices. Um, so you know, this being a $1,900 thermal handheld monocular, um, it, it kind of puts it in a class of its own. 
you know, mm-hmm. now that the uh, it's really the only thing now to choose from that, of any quality at this uh, price range. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the FLIR Breach. This is uh, quite a bit less expensive than the FLIR Breach. Uh, another difference is, um, you know, being able to, to uh, focus it, you know, the objective lens, mm-hmm. uh, which is a nice feature, and, and also the IP stopter. So it does have two focuses on it. Um, so, I mean, you know, I really uh, overwhelmingly, the, the big thing to me is the size. Uh, and, and I think that it does produce a, a good enough image that when you're out in the field, you can, uh, see and identify, uh, that there's something, <laughs> that there's something out there two, 300 yards away. And, you know, if you need some more, and honestly, to tell you the truth, Spotting scopes are are great for being able to just quick detection, see if there's something out there. The more you use thermal, the better you'll get at IDing animals at further away. And that's what I tell a lot of people when I talk to them on the phone. You'll just get better at it. Um, but these are meant to uh, let you know that something's out there, give you a chance to ID it if you can. If you can't, then you raise up your scope and make the final identification. But if you're wanting something to slip in your pocket walk around with, uh, ID quickly, uh, you know, around 200 yards away. Uh, this is a great unit. And, you know, the best thing is $1,900. What else, what else is there to choose from There's in not. that price range? Well, let's talk about yeah. that a second. So I want to, uh, I, I agree with everything you said there. I do want to bring up a couple of few things, pros and cons, uh, that you didn't mention, but let's talk about the competition. So, Pulsar basically was their own competition here. They discontinued the um, last, I think, late summer, maybe very early fall. They discontinued the uh, the Pulsar Quantum Light handhelds. Mm-hmm. They were a much larger unit than this. I would say they were two, two and a half times this big. Uh, right. They were, I mean, pretty normal size for handheld, but much bigger than this. They took four AA batteries. A battery life was not great on them. They had a focus, but in my opinion, the focus ring didn't do a lot. Uh, those units, there were two of them. They started at sixteen, no, at eighteen ninety nine and twenty one ninety nine. Uh, by the yep. time they were discontinued, the price had come down uh, on the XQ twenty three V Quantum Light. It was sixteen ninety nine, and I believe the XQ thirty V when it was discontinued was. Either eighteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine. I don't know. It's it's been, I don't know now. It's been at least six eight months or more since since they've been discontinued. So, I would say comparing to those units that again do not exist on the market anymore, I would say that the the Axion Key, in my opinion, is just as good, if not possibly a little bit better. I do not, in full disclosure, I do not have a 23V to put this up against anymore. I haven't had one in in months and months, but I did go back and watch some videos out of it just to refresh myself of kind of what it looked like. I owned an XQ23V and I used it uh, for well over a year. And so I I do know what they looked like. I was very familiar with it. This unit uh, matches that. Now, another thing we need to compare it to is a now discontinued Helion XQ28 that was $2,200. Uh, again, that's the Helion. It's going to be a little higher end model. And uh, also, it's worth noting, that's $300 more than this uh, unit. How does it compare? Uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say real quick, then I'm gonna let Hans chime in because I know he's still <laughs> using the Helion XQ28. Yeah. Uh, my opinion is that the image quality is not quite as good as the XQ28 is. But again, right. it's you know I don't know what that percentage is nineteen hundred dollars versus twenty two hundred. It's a decent percentage less uh, when you right. talk about it. And again, that unit doesn't exist. It's been discontinued yeah, so for months too. It's not an option. Right. So I, I do have an X, uh, a Helion XQ28, and, and like Jason said, those are no longer even available. So, I, you know, it, it's hard to compare something to something that does. It's, right. it's like a ghost. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, but, you know, you're right that the, the Helion image is a little bit better. Uh, you know, it seems like it does have a, a larger display screen. Uh, when you're looking through it, it, you know, it doesn't seem like the image is as far away. Um, I will tell you this, the Helion battery seems to last about twice as long as the batteries on the Axion from what I've noticed. Uh, man, I could take, I could take that Helion XQ28 and basically use it all week long. And I did notice that this battery, uh, did not have quite as long. Uh, what do you think? I mean, I know you it. didn't time it and I hate, no, I hate giving I these times, but, but if you, if I forced you with a gun to your yeah. head, what would you be conservative? What yeah. do you think you realistically got? You know, honestly with the Helion, I would get eight hours with it. I mean, like I said, I would take it out several times. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, with this Axion, I would say about half of that, yeah. uh, probably about four hours of runtime. I, I took it out th three times um, it wasn't turned on the whole time I was out, but it was probably close to four hours of runtime. So the battery doesn't last quite as long uh, as the Helion. You know, I really do like the fact, though, that the Pulsar stays pretty consistent with their batteries. I love the fact that you can take the Helion battery out and use it with a trail. And I like the fact that the Axion uh, batteries are going to be interchangeable with the new Thermions that are coming out. I just I like that consistency across different uh products within a manufacturer i, I, I think agree. that's i think it's smart i think it encourages people to stick with a certain brand because uh you know because those batteries are interchangeable so i like that the, the fact that it's uh you know last you know four or four hours instead of the helions what i feel like is eight hours um is not a huge concern but i would definitely want to have if i if i owned an axion I would want to have an extra battery in my sack charged up and ready to go. Um, so I think it would be smart if you do get an extra battery to go along with you out on your hikes. Yeah. And uh, that way you don't get stuck without one. No, I, I, I agree with that. I think that's a, a, a logical thing. You touched on a couple of great things that I want to bring up. And, you know, I had somebody say, you know, they were kind of been out of shape and they said they've changed the battery. You know, I've got a trail and I want something that uses the same battery. They've right. changed the battery in these Axions. I said, well, you can still buy Helion. You know, that there's mm -hmm. four Helion models still for sale. They start at $3,000. That's the yeah. base model now, the XQ38, uh, three grand. And you can buy one of those that uses the same batteries. And I do not fault Pulsar because when you look at the, number one, the battery pack that is on the trails in the Helions is the first rechargeable, removable battery pack ever made on a thermal scope. Mm -hmm. And it runs six mm -hmm. to eight hours. Okay. So we're talking about they're, they're pushing the envelope. They are out there innovating to do that. Now they're just taking it a step further. There's no way if you look at this unit for them to put that same battery 
that pack right. on here. It has to be a different design. And, right. and it is. And so to me, uh, you know, you can't blame them and say, well, they're just trying to sell more batteries. Trust me, Th these batteries, that's not what they're trying to sell. I mean, I know, I right. know we can all look at this and say, well, they're making money. Well, I, they are making money. They're in business, but they didn't design this to sell more batteries. <laughs> I mean, that's, right. they, that's, yeah, that's I, not what it's about. This is just a totally different design scope. And the same thing with a the Thermion. When you look at that scope, there's no way to put a, a trail battery on it. Wouldn't make yeah, any sense. Com completely different design. If you, anybody has seen a trail battery pack or a helium battery pack, you know that that would not fit on the Axion. It wouldn't make it. I mean, it would completely contradict the goal of right. what the Axions are, and that's making a, a compact uh, spotting scope that is uh, something that is easy to yep. get to and get in and out of your pocket. So yep. if, if that's what they were trying to accomplish, I think that they did a yep. great job with the design. Uh, of this and being able to make it as small as possible. So a couple more things real quick. Uh, and there's one I'm, I'm holding the back of my mind. Guy. I don't want to forget it, but I want to bring up, let's do one more comparison. We, we've compared it to okay. all the ghost things you can't get. We did briefly <laughs> talk about the, the breach there. The breach right. is $2,500. It's 2495, right. uh, 2,500 bucks. And it has features that the Helion, I mean, yeah, the Helion that the Axion does not. And that is the fact that, it is a little bit smaller and it is made to be put on a helmet. And yeah. so, so it has that going for it. This is not a helmet mountable unit. Right. But the, the, and that, I think this is a fair comparison between those two because of you're giving close, similar price. And, uh, you know, they're, they're both claiming because they're so small, right. but the breach has a, fixed focus, non-focusable mm -hmm. objective, and it is a nine millimeter, tiny little objective, and it is a one power. Yeah. That means no magnification. It does have digital right. zoom. Now, it does record video, so that is something right. that you know, we'll have to compare it to some of the other models. But I can tell you, having used the Breach a lot as well, that mm -hmm. I believe this unit has better image quality than the Breach simply one of the reasons i think just because it has a larger objective lens and right. it has uh magnification which the breach does not uh, yeah and, i agree 100 percent. all right so yeah. now this is the thing that i've been trying to not forget that that you touched on and I, i'm gonna i want to talk about this for just a minute because this is going to explain a lot when i first got these units i've got all three units they all came in the same day i've been playing with them all equally the last few nights i have been using the key much more because i knew we were going to do this review so i wanted to be sure i had plenty of runtime with it and there was something about these units that i couldn't quite put my finger on and i know that that most other people that are a lot smarter than me would probably figure it out in the, the first three mm -hmm. seconds but i'm kind of slow and <sighs> Hans said it, and I figured it out the other night. It has a smaller, a physically, the, the size of the display screen. So in this case, the LCOS, the size of that screen is physically smaller. So when smaller than most other thermals. So when you look in there, you know, compare it to, any of the trails or the Helions or mm -hmm. the PTS 233 uh, FLIR scope, it's a smaller display. Right. And it, it kind of makes me want to press it to my eye more to get closer, which I, you can't. But it's like, 
Right. It, it feels like it's, and I think Hans said, feels like it's kind of a long ways away. Well, it's because we're used to seeing that bigger image. And yeah. when I put it, it go ahead. No, I, I was oh. just going to say, I do. I feel like you, your eyes further away, but in, and we're going to talk about this on another episode. I did not feel the same issue when I was looking at the regular XM30 compared to the XM30 key. The key was the only one that I, I felt was more noticeable than the other one. Mm, now we've got a yeah. disagreement. <laughs> no, I, 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 it did not. Yeah. To me, it didn't, the, the XM 30, the regular non key, I guess uh, it was not as big of an issue to me as the key is. You're going to make me go back out here as soon as this is over and put them side by side again. You may be right. I, I don't remember. And like I said, last night I was really honing in on this and I was using the key repeatedly. And so just as an example, and I know we're really getting into apples and oranges, but I think it, it's it's a fair talk here. So I had somebody email me and ask how the Axion compared to a PTS-233. And I know he's going to be listening to this podcast. So he said, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, picking up something else as a handheld. He's already got a trail. And he asked about the Axion versus... Uh, a two three three using that that FLIR PTS two three three thermoside as a handheld, and so I went out last night. I picked up a two three three. I've got one in my gun safe. Grabbed it. Grabbed this key. Went out. Used them side by side. And my first thought was, oh man, two three three is better. And then when I really started looking and comparing the 233 to the key and the regular XM30, what I realized was it's really the size of that display. I mean, that's the mm. big, because the display's bigger and every, so it just looks better per se, because it is bigger. And I don't want to harp on this and make too big of a deal out of it, but uh, I was able last night, just real world, what I was able to do with it. It was a great night for thermal. Uh, it had cooled off. It had been, you know, sunny, a beautiful day yesterday. And so when I went out last night, great thermal conditions. And I had about 15 deer uh, out in my pasture. And they ranged from 215 to 285 yards as a confirmed distance. And with the key, I could absolutely identify that they were deer. Now, I could also confirm that with my uh, Thermosite Pro PTS-233, which I say that 285 yards is not, personally, I don't claim that's a normal yardage for that unit. It was a good night, all right? So mm -hmm. it was easy to see those heads sticking up. Uh, with this key, when they put their heads down, I could not tell you at 285 yards that that was for sure a deer. It could have been one of the, the steers that I've got out there in my pasture, you know, wean steers, three to 500 pounds. It could have been one of them. Uh, it could have been a hog, you know, rooting. It could have been a lot of things at nearly 300 yards, but it was still good enough when they raised their head up that I could determine, yes, that's a deer. So I, I'm still going to say on the safe side, I'm going to say, and Hans, I'm going to let you chime in and say if you think this is true or maybe a different number. I'm going to say IDing on, on hogs and coyotes and, you know, smaller animals that don't have a neck sticking up like a deer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say a couple hundred yards. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, 
And when I, I will say this, the XM30 key, it does have a clear image. I, I don't want anybody to think that it's distorted or no. uh, over pixelated or anything like that. It is a clear image. Uh, what Jason and I are saying is the display small and it kind of looks like your eyeball is further away from the screen than it should be. Um, but it does produce a, a clear image. And, you know, I was able to ID out that far. And, uh, you know, I, I do think 200, um, if you've been using thermal for a long time and this isn't something new to you, you might be able to ID further than that just because oh, you're yeah. used to telling animals and their, the way they, their mannerisms and that kind of thing, how they move a, a lot of, how I ID animals is, is how they move, you know, coyotes and, and hogs, you know, mm -hmm. uh, di uh, deer usually don't run around real erratic very often, but you know, hogs, that's the way they move. So you can, you know, the more you do it, but if you've been uh, thermal hunting for a number of years, you may be able to ID out further than that. But, um, yeah, I would say 200, maybe uh, 200 to 225. Yeah, I think that's like reasonable. That. And one thing, folks, uh, we should have done this early on, and we just had so much to talk about, and I think we I got lost in the specs. But the, what separates this unit, the key from the other two models, is that mm -hmm. it does not have video recording, it does right. not have a smartphone app, and it has this LCOS display, whereas the two non-key regular models do have video recording. They do have a uh, smartphone app, Stream Vision app, and they have a, um, what was the third thing? <laughs> I just went blank. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the main difference, well, the, the difference in the, the uh, magnification is 2.5 yeah, versus the, the magnification, four. But yeah. they have the ammo lead, so they're colder weather. Yeah. That's what it is. I just went blank on that for a second. Yeah, that's it. And they are different magnifications as well, which we'll get into those models later. Uh, right. in the, the coming weeks. So my take on this is if you're going to be using most of the time, you know, most of your conditions are, are closer range, a couple hundred yards or less. If you want to mm -hmm. use something in the woods, if you're in thicker cover, thicker brush, uh, definitely this is a, a great unit to do it. If you also want to use it a lot for finding you know dead animals or wounded animals maybe it's deer hunting hogs and again the brush the woods the tall grass you want a wider field of view less magnification this is the unit to do to to buy again 18.99 i believe for the size the weight the rechargeable battery all the things yeah. that it has i think it's a bargain if yeah. And I'm just going to skip the other the other axions for a minute. But if you are the guy who, you know, you already own really good thermal and you've got the money and you say, I have got to have great image quality and it needs to match my trail or my thermosite mm -hmm. or something, then you don't need to buy one of these. You need to buy a, a high-end Helion. I mean, I'm, yeah. and I'm just just being honest about that. If you're looking for an XP 50 image quality, then you need to buy an XP 38 or an XP 50 Helion. I mean, but you know, mm -hmm. you're looking at, at $3,500 to $4,000 to do that. Uh, we're talking about a unit that's less than half that price. So right. uh, anyway, I think it's a bargain for what it is. And I can tell you, I do own a Helion that I use every single night and I am going to be keeping one of these Axions just because of the size. I'm still looking for them. I'm trying to find something, but I want a, a single point 
uh, lanyard that's neoprene to put around my neck. I'm going to find one. There are uh, little, you can't really see them on this video, but there's little uh, slots in there for uh, a lanyard. You can actually move the hand strap from one side to the other. Uh, I'm definitely going to be doing that where I can try to wear that thing around my neck because, you know, again, about eight ounces, that thing can hang right there when I'm walking, doing whatever. Again, deer hunting, because I use them all the time during the broad daylight for deer hunting, spotting deer. It's it's awesome. Size and weight so, sells it. So stay tuned to social media, Instagram and Facebook for pictures of uh, Jason Robertson wearing this uh, actually on like a necklace. Exactly. Uh, we'll be posting those to, pictures to, sometime, hopefully very yeah, soon. I'll be wearing it to church <laughs> and uh, to Walmart. <laughs> but I agree. Uh, and kind of to wrap up, for $1,900, there's really nothing else out there. It's perfect for the truck. It's perfect for sitting in the mule, uh, riding down dirt roads, trying to just spot something through brush, you know, just to give you a chance to, to know if you're getting close on an animal or a hog or coyote or something like that. It's really... Uh, I think for the price, uh, they really, um, they, they produced a good unit. So I'm looking forward to, uh, reviewing the, the regular XM 30 non-key and the XM 38. Uh, I know the, there's some differences that we briefly touched on, but we'll be going on those, uh, and shedding some more light on those in the near future. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah I think we, uh, I think that's, yeah, I think, I think we, we've yeah. hit the high points and folks, if you're interested in one of these units, uh, you know, you've got questions and I know maybe you're like, Hey, I don't have time to wait for y'all to review these others. Call me. Uh, you can call yeah. us, you know, outdoor legacy, eight, seven, seven, three, five, zero, one, eight, one, eight. And I'll be glad to help you. Uh, you might talk to Hans as well. One of us will, will be glad to give you all the advice that we can about these units. We have got a, a, a pretty big, and it, that's another thing I guess I should bring up. If you're one of my customers and you've got a pre-order in for these, we did get a very small shipment uh, on the original Go. We got more of some scopes than others, and we've got another shipment that is in route. We'll be here very soon. And then my understanding, talking to Pulsar, is that these things are going to start rolling in every couple of weeks. We're going to work mm -hmm. through all the pre-orders very quickly, and they should be available and on the shelves very soon. So, you know, yep. depending on when you're you're listening to this video or, or, or watching it, we may have them sitting in stock. I think we're going to have them very soon on the shelf. Yep. But great unit. You need any, any advice or questions about it compared to any other Axions, uh, give us a call. But... Hans, if you don't have anything else, I think we're going to wrap this thing up. And uh, yeah, just go uh, go right now. Go to the latenightvisionshow.com, register to win the Sightmark Wraith. Go do it. That's you it. got a great chance to win right now. And we want to thank you. Thank you for joining us uh, and for going on now. Uh, almost 52 episodes yeah. next week will be number 52. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We'll be back next week. And I promise uh, that. Hans's daughters are not going to win the Wraith. And I know uh, I've been watching these entries and I, I know I'm seeing what's happening. All these little girls from Ben Wheeler with these code names <laughs> coming in there. And so I know he's trying to win this, but uh, no, uh, honestly, we're, we're excited about that. Remember go and register uh, next Tuesday by noon uh, around that time. We're going to cut it off and then we will be choosing a winner and announcing it on uh, the 52nd episode, which will be again next Thursday. We're really excited about it. Thank you all for tuning in every week. Uh, thank you if this is your first time listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. Hope you had a good time. 
uh, Hans and I just, you know, enjoy uh, talking and talking about hunting and thermal, and we have a good time doing this. And if you think we're stupid and dumb and not funny, then that's okay. Some people do, and you know, our uh, wives you, are maybe maybe part of that group, but that's that's okay. So did you did you see which way that hog went? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you know which way that hog went, uh, leave your uh, leave the directions in the comments for the good doctor. He'd like to know. So hey, folks, thanks again. We we enjoy uh, doing this every week. And we hope y'all enjoy it just half as much as we do. We will see y'all on the flip side, episode number 52, one year anniversary. Y'all stay safe in the fields. 